Welcome back to the Dropout. My name is Garrett. This is a Warhammer 40k podcast. I have approximately 24 minutes, according to Buzzsprout, which is our uh, podcast distribution website. Uh, I have 24 minutes left in this month's billing cycle to deliver to you all the lore behind the contrast paints. Uh, yeah, I have no uh, snarky name for this one, but we're going to go over contrast paints. Blake's not here. He's uh, doing things much cooler than sitting in front of a computer delivering the lore behind paint names. Yeah, let that let that sink in for a second. Uh, but I'm wasting my 24 minutes. Quick quick uh, catch up. Still working on three armagers. They're not done yet, but they're getting there. They're getting close. Getting close. Uh, Vindicare still needs to be varnished. He's still sitting there looking at me. And I'm listening to three books for some reason, simultaneously. Powers and Thrones, still. Real history about the Middle Ages. Blood Reaver, Night Lord's Omnibus. Uh, second book. Very good. Episode on that pretty soon. And the last one is The End and the Death, Volume 1, because The End and the Death, Volume 2, is coming out uh, next month. So re-listening to Volume 1 because it is a fucking zinger. Zinger, banger, maybe banger's probably better. Okay, without further ado, the contrast paints. A lot of overlap and stuff here from the previous episodes. First one, Bad Moon's Yellow. Uh, we went over this. There was, I think it was Flash Gets Yellow. It was a layer paint, maybe? Uh, Flash Gets, sorry, uh, Bad Moons are the yellow orcs. They paint their shit yellow for unknown reasons, but they do have the most teeth, and teeth are coins. They're currency to orcs. They have the most teeth because their teeth grow the fastest, so they just knock them out and they grow back. These orcs are the richest ones. So that's Bad Moons Yellow for you. Imperial Fist. Uh, it's Imperial Fist yellow? No, it's just Imperial Fist. Another yellow. This is allegedly a very good yellow. Uh, if you're looking for a yellow to paint paint things, because yellow is hard, uh, this is allegedly a very bright and vibrant yellow, so maybe give it a try. Imperial Fists, we all know them. Love them or hate them. They're there. They do things. They're reliant or reliable. Uh, they're 7th Legion. Now, obviously, a Legion no more. Now, Chapters, Primarchs, Rogel Dorn. We, you know, talked about his hand and all that shit disappeared. I think he was originally dead. They retconned it, so it's just his hand. You know, they're constantly setting up the return of the Primarchs. Ayandin Yellow. Uh, we have a brief chat about Ayandin. Ayandin is an Eldari craft world. That's the yellow one. Yeah, obviously. It was basically decimated by High Fleet Kraken, and it was once the largest and highest populated of the craft worlds. You don't know what craft world is during the fall of the Eldar. Some of the Eldari had the foresight and uh, wisdom to set off and get away from the their homeworlds on these giant craft worlds, giant, you know, continent-sized ships of which the entire, you know, world lives. It's entirely self-sustaining uh, to get away from the debauchery that was Eldari, circa M30. Uh, yeah, okay, next one. Nasdrag yellow, another yellow. <clears throat> this is some obscure uh, orc lore here. He, This is an orc warlord named Nasdrag Ugg. Erdgrub, a warlord of more bad moons. Uh, he's known for being fat and lazy, but also very rich. Uh, he's known for being just too concerned with growing his riches and wealth building. He's like a, he'd probably be on Shark Tank if he was around nowadays. But uh, most he's most famous for um, his tactical prowess and his unorky insight into tactics. And it perhaps passes, uh, you know, or surpasses the inside of Gaz himself. So, interesting little bit there. Okay, we got Ball Red. 
Uh, I don't know why it's ball red. I don't think ball is a red planet. Maybe it is a red planet. I'm gonna, I'll look it up real quick. But it is the home planet of the Blood Angels. And they are red. They are the Ninth Legion Space Marines. Uh, yeah. There's that. It's more like a desert planet. Uh, next, we have Blood Angels Red. Speaking of Blood Angels, we have Blood Angels Red, the Ninth Legion Blood Angels. They have, uh, objectively, this is a fact, the best Primarch. His name is Sanguinius. Insanely powerful. We've talked about him before. Blood Angels, if you don't know him, they're like future space vampires that occasionally enter an irreversible, bloodthirsty madness that can't be undone, unless you are Mephiston, in which case you can do it. Uh, okay, Flesh Terror is red. Where's that been through this? How much? Four minutes. Holy shit, I'm flying. Flesh Terror is red. Maybe I can slow down a little bit. More Blood Angel stuff. Flesh Terrors are, are a successor chapter of the Blood Angels, whose first chapter master was this guy, Total Chad, named Nasir Amit. Uh, he was around during the Horse Heresy, and he was, when the uh, Flesh Terrors were named, he was obviously given the, 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 the title Chapter Master. Um, and he called them the Flesh Terrors because that was his nickname or a title. And it's one that he earned in the gladiatorial pits of the World Eaters, because one of his buddies was a World Eater. And uh, I guess that's what World Eaters do. They had they have gladiatorial uh, like arenas on their ships, and they don't usually fight to the death. But there are occasional, occasionally uh, death bouts in which you know the winner is the one that's still alive at the end. And so the uh, the the World Eaters gave him the name Flesh Terror. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. The Flesh Terrors now their their uh, chapter master is Gabriel Seth, one that is uh, known for being a little um, oh, what do you say, weary, a little worried, not so trusting of uh, Robute Gilliman and some of the Primaris Marines that he's brought back. You think he's he's a little little on the edge about that? Okay, now we have. Volupus Pink. Uh, Volupus. No idea who this was until this. I've learned, learned a lot of stuff doing this. Uh, Volupus was an Emperor's Children warlord and a noise marine champion that leads the warband known as the Flickering Blades. And that's basically all we know about him. Or that's all I could find. We have a Magos Purple. Uh, Magos is like, an, like a, an, a rank for an individual of the Admech. It's very high rank. I have no idea what Purple has to do with it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else because Admech is a whole thing. A lot of stuff going on there. I'm not going to touch it right now. Leviathan Purple. This is supposed to be the purple uh, color of the carapace of the Tyranids of High Fleet Leviathan. And High Fleet Leviathan is the largest of the High Fleets, and it is famously responsible for uh, the devastation of Baal and now the invasion of Segmentum Pacificus. It is sort of the whole high fleet that 10th edition is themed around. Talisar Blue. Uh, the only thing I could find on this was an Imperial Ocean World uh, in the realm of Ultramar. That's That was it. I think you could almost type in any word and then just put 40k after it, and there'll be something related to it in 40k. Asterman Blue. Um, Asterman is like a very respected Eldari uh, character. He was the first Phoenix Lord, and he founded the Path of the Warrior. Because we haven't talked about paths very much, basically, Eldar society. You are expected to select a path to, to go down, and you, sp- and you like 
dedicate your entire life to this path, delving into this path so that you do not stray into the, the periphery and into things that you shouldn't be doing because that leads to the path of damnation. I, that was just ironic. I think I said path of damnation. I think that is an actual path. It's like the path that the, uh, that the Drukhari are on. Um, and Asherman is famous for sort of ringing the warning bell about the fall of the Eldar. And I uh, led sort of many of his followers or, you know, clangers on away from the homeworlds uh, right before the birth of Slaanesh. Saved a lot of them. The next one. Ultramarines Blue. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Ultramarines. Karandras Green. Karandras, another Eldari Phoenix Lord. He's the Phoenix Lord of the Striking Scorpions aspect. And more on the Striking Scorpions in a second. Striking Scorpion Green. Uh, a warrior aspect of the Eldar focusing on close quarters melee combat. They revel in the hunt and the kill. They wear green. We got Plague Bearer Flesh. This is a greenish uh, sort of fleshy color. It's a Nurgle green color. I mean, there you go. You got it. But it's uh, plague bears are the sort of cyclopean, rotting, shambling, um, lesser demons of Nurgle. And they are afflicted with, sort of, they are infected with uh, Nurgle's rot and they spread it around. And anyone who is cut by one of their blades becomes a plague bearer as well. Then we have Militarum Green, named after the Astra Militarum. Whoops. Uh,. Yeah, this is just the green that you're going to find sort of commonly used throughout the Imperial Guard. That's that's about it. Imperial Guard, if you don't know who they are, what are you doing? They're just the regular men and women fighting the uh, fighting the good fight for the Imperium. Creed Camo, another Imperial Guard sort of themed one. Uh, the Creeds are a family of talented generals and officers uh, from Cadia. Uh, most notably Usarkar Creed, Ursarkar Creed, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Uh, led the defense of Cadia during the 13th Black Crusade. And I believe he was taken by Trades in the Infinite to just chill in a uh, you know gallery for the rest of time in Solemnes. This is the one where I believe Trazen took his coat, his famous coat, um, and sort of hid it, put it in a place where Ursula Creed, or Sarkar's daughter, would find it. So, yeah. Nice little <laughs> fuck fuck games with his, uh, with, the, with the daughter there. In not a perverted way, just how does his coat turn back up? Very cool. Dark Angels Green. Dark Angels, First Legion, Primarch, Mr. Johnson. Uh, the green is more for the chapter, though, not the Legion. The Legion wore black armor during the Great Crusade. That's about it. Space Wolves Gray. Oh, man, I had, I had to write on here. I promise I won't dig on the Space Wolves because they get a lot of flack on here. Uh, this is a sort of... I have this one. It's not exactly the Space Wolves color I would use, but, hey, if you want quick, fast, easy Space Wolves, uh, this might be the way you want to do it. Space Wolves are... What, what legion are they? Okay, they are the 6th Legion Space Marines. They, uh... Have a few nicknames to go by as well, one of which is the Vilka Fenrica, uh, which is the Wolves of Fenris in Fenrisian. And Fenris is their home planet. It is a death world. It is an awful, terrible place. These are basically space Vikings. Um, a couple notable things they did in the Horse Heresy. 
they uh, basically destroyed Pos- Prospero and just shattered the uh, the Thousand Sons. Magnus broke, sorry, Ma- Magnus, their primarch Lehman Ross uh, broke Magnus's back over his knee. Magnus was saved by Zinch. And then, so I don't know exactly if Prospero was sort of, I don't think it was, I think they were just sent to like a mirror world called the, the, the Planet of Sorcerers in the Warp. And that's where they, that's where the Thousand Sons sort of hang out now. Uh, a couple notable things are in the the current setting in 40k. Uh, the Space Wolves, I think, which were sort of unknown what their chapter strength is. They are not Codex compliant, and they sort of await the Wolf time. They await the return of their primarch Lehman Russ. It is said that when the Imperium is in its you know most dire straits, in its darkest hour, Lehman Russ will return and save it. And of course. Like all good space marines, they crave the return of their father. They crave his attention. Yeah, that's the space wolves. I uh, I didn't dig them, so I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Next is Agoros Dunes. I, this is a new one for me. Uh, so Agoros was a feral world that the Admech were mining for its resources. They knew they were like primitive natives, like. Uh, spear-wielding, bow-and-arrow-shooting natives on the planet that they just decided to ignore until they, uh, until the natives engaged them, started fighting them. And Admech went to go, you know, so sort of proverbially, you know, swat them aside, and shit started to go haywire when the, the primitives started conjuring, like, flames and, like, burning shit alive with their minds, you know? Not good. Uh, Admech getting their ass handed to them. So they called some reinforcements. A chapter of space marines called the Relictors, and the Relictors, you know, fight their way through whatever hordes of enemies there are of these primitives. Find a city, I think it might be underground. I can't remember. And in the city, there are statues of the Thousand Sons and Rubik Marines, and even Armin himself. And they get into the city, and the Relictors begin to topple the statues. And that is when they find that the statues were actually not statues; they were just actual Rubric Marines just sitting there because the Rubric Marines are basically uh, dust in armor. They're in, in armor, they're just automatons that are set to a task, and that's what they do. They have no soul left. Uh, yeah, it got even worse. The Basically, it was an enclave of Thousand Suns uh, little worshippers there, cult, cults there, or cultists. And all the relictors, I don't know, I don't think the entire relictors chapter, but everyone that was there and the Admech, uh, they all died. No one made it off the planet. So I'm assuming Agoros is, is still a uh, a planet of the Thousand Suns. Okay, we got snake bite leather. Uh, snake bites. These are an orc clan. This is sort of this is actually a pretty good. Um, don't trust me. I like this one. It's sort of like a like a brownish wash. It's pretty nice. Uh, the orcs of the snake bites think think they think the old ways is best, and they probably say things like uh, "mechs sure don't make them like they used to," you know. So they're 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 an, uh, an orc clan that are set in the the old ways, often seen riding on the backs of squigs, and you know getting stuck in in melee combat. Uh, we actually have a green color, Eldari Emerald. That's yeah, that basically sums it up. That's. Eldar, the Eldar have like little psychic, I don't know if they're psychically attuned um, emeralds all over them, but if you look on properly painted Eldari, they'll like they have little gems and emeralds everywhere. And so this is one of the greens they recommend for doing that, I guess. 
Uh, orc flesh. How much time we got? Oh, nice. We're, we're getting there. Orc flesh. Uh, it's green, believe it or not. Another green. And orcs are green because they have high chlorophyll content because they are a uh, fungus. Although, I don't know if fungus in real life has chlorophyll or they just made this connection between plants and chlorophyll and fungus and chlorophyll that may or may not actually exist. But orcs canonically have chlorophyll. So there you go. That's why they're green. Rattling grime. I've heard this one's a good one. I don't have it, but people like it. Rattlings are like ogrins. They are abhumans, except the inverse of ogrins. Rather than being large and daft and clumsy, rattlings are small and dexterous. Uh, they're basically space hobbits or halflings. They're, and they're usually seen um, in the guard as snipers. They're good at that. So yeah. Gilliman Flesh. This one is fire. If you're painting bare-ass skin, you want this sucker. You just take like a tan color or like any sort of bright or off-white color. Base it with that. Throw some Gilliman Flesh on it. Boom. Skin. Maybe highlight a little bit after that. You're good to go. Uh, it's named after Rabute Gilliman, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, do we want to go into Gilliman? Uh, Gilliman, Primarch of the Ultramarines, 13th Legion, now the chapter. Uh, wrote the Codex Astartes. Yeah, killed by Fulgrim, brought back by Belisarius Call and some Eldari. Uh, he is probably the, the best one to take up the mantle of, uh, you know, Imperial Regent and sort of run this whole thing while it sort of, you know, hold this ship together as it rots beneath his feet. So, we'll see what uh, what interactions are between him and Mr. Johnson, because Mr. Johnson's back now. And uh, those two famously were not fans of each other back during, uh, you know, the time after the heresy, and even during the heresy. So, I, I await that one. I await that book when we get them, you know, talking to each other, the first two loyalist Primarchs to return to the setting. Apothecary White. Uh, this is a good one for shading. Shading white uh, white stuff. It's sort of like a grayish... Uh, yeah, it's like a really like soft gray color. And it's really great for shading uh, white armor because apothecaries wear white. That's why it's apothecary white. And, or, sorry, space brand apothecaries wear white. Let me make that distinction. Uh, yeah, apothecaries be doing apothecary things. They're responsible for saving and healing Battle Brothers and as well as, most importantly, harvesting their, their gene seed to make more space marines later on. Uh, I think this probably makes them a target when they are seen on the battlefield, which is stupid. Why would they be wearing white? They just stick out like a sore thumb, and then the enemy says, wow, that person's important. Let's kill them. It's very dumb. It's kind of like why, um, why when most, I don't know how it is with in other countries, but in the United States, when officers are in the field, it's called, when you are in a place that is not garrison. You're not living, you know, you're not waking up in your in your rack every day and, you know, brushing your teeth and going for a run and training and then going to work. You're in the field, you're getting stuck in, doing all that stuff. You don't wear shinies. You don't wear your emblems that say you're an officer that are like polished metal. You wear dull black ones or dull white ones or whatever your particular military branch dictates because the shiny ones stick out and they it's easy to nail you as someone who is important, a leader, someone that is contributing greatly to unit cohesion and giving orders. So, I don't know. Codex Astarte sounds kind of fucking dumb, if you ask me. I don't know what Gilliman was thinking with that one, but here we are. 
Okay. It's kind of like the uh, the red helmet thing with sergeants. Dumb. Stupid. I like it. I like the look. Don't get me wrong. But not very pragmatic. That's my rant for the day. Uh, Black Templar. This is a black paint, believe it or not. Uh, black Templars. Man. Um, awesome Space Marine chapter. One of the only chapters that believes fervently in the Emperor's divinity. And if you even so much as question it for a second, they will find you and kill you. They are currently embarked on the Eternal Crusade. Their numbers are very large. They are not Codex compliant. The Codex is for fucking chumps. And these guys are said to number perhaps uh, 10,000 or more. Space Marines. They're very cool. They're clad in black. And they are exemplars of close quarters combat. That's why they're Templars. I mean, they got Templar in their name. It's awesome. The first Black Templar was... Uh, well, actually, I don't know if, he's, if he ever became a Black Templar or not. I don't know. But the first Emperor's Champion uh, was Sigismund. And I don't know if... I, I don't know my, my Sigismund lore, dude. This is disappointing. I gotta go figure it out. Okay, so yes, Sigismund was the first Black Templar as well as the first Emperor's Champion. And with the founding of the Black Templars, he became the first High Marshal. We don't have Chapter Masters here. We have High Marshals. And lastly, we have Black Legion. The Black Legion were for formerly the Sons of Horus, painted their armor black after the failure of Horus at the end of the Horus Heresy to destroy the Imperium and kill the Emperor, uh, renamed the Black Legion. And Abaddon is named the new War Master. Um... Yeah, they enlist basically Marines from anywhere and everywhere. If you want to join the Black Legion, as long as you... I mean, they have some pretty depraved fucking people in there, so I don't see why they would turn you down unless you are an, an insane liability to them. I'm trying to think of what liability would... What it would look like to be uh, sent away and not, not allowed to join the Black Legion. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I can't even imagine. So, yeah, that's... That is the contrast colors as they relate to Warhammer 40K. I know it's a short episode. I'm trying to stay within my allotted 24 minutes or I'm going to get billed for extra time. And we don't make any fucking money here. So, um, a little bit on contrast. Great tools to have. They are uh, ludicrously expensive, unfortunately. And I'm not a big fan of the outcome of contrast paints, like painting only with contrast. I think there's better ways to do it, but if you're a new painter, um, I think these are a great way to get started. Although they might sort of bottleneck you into just the contrast painting method, which doesn't allow for a lot of room in learning and doing new things. But for getting minis on the table, it's a great way to do things. If you're interested in all that, I recommend looking up Slap Chop, and then there's all these different people that come up with their own names for Slap Chop and how to do it properly. Uh, with that being said, i got less than a minute left, so please, uh, yeah, like and follow all of our shit. It's all in the episode description. I really appreciate that. Um, give the episode or the podcast a review. Give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on your podcasting platform. We would greatly appreciate it. We have an Instagram, a YouTube channel. We always say we're going to do stuff. Uh, we always forget. I'm really busy. And, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that, guys. Sorry it's a short one. Again, Blake's not here. We only got 24 minutes. And I'm currently sitting at 23 minutes, 40 seconds. So thanks again for listening. Um, 
yeah, take care. See you next time.